Good morning. How are you Good doing? Good morning, everyone. It was great to be at the screening. Absolutely loved the first episode. I'm hooked. But before we get into all that, describe your life right now in one word or sentence, if you can. Full. I like that one. So let's get into talking about The Diplomat. Now, you play the part of Colin. Um, he's a father who's trying to figure out what's happened to his son. Not trying to give away too many spoilers, but... We know that his son has died in Barcelona under suspicious circumstances, to say the least. How did you draw on playing this parent that is desperately trying to figure out what's happened to their beloved son? I'm a parent myself, and I have children this boy's age. So in that sense, it was very easy to step into the role of a father. And then, of course, it was, you know, down to the other finer details of, of the script that sort of guide that journey the brilliant writing by ben richards and the direction of uh, jill robertson and jenny padden to just see how we could sort of navigate the emotional journey in a way that was not just believable but interesting and particular to colin sutherland's personal um, characteristics you filmed in barcelona what was that filming experience like i mean you guys looked like you had a lot of fun it's such an amazing city, Barcelona. The, the, the last time I was there, I was thinking 10 years before, but I'd been a couple of times and it it never fails to sort of amaze and me that, that just how much there is to do and how lovely the people are. It's just such a lovely place to be. So on that score, it was a great place to film and to be for the duration of the shoot. You know, you've got beaches, you've got art galleries, you've got fantastic restaurants. It's just got so much to offer. And, you know, the Catalan crew working with um, Catalan actors, it was a sort of real international cast and, and crew and, you know, working with a fantastic cast from the UK. So what was there not to like? It was just very relaxed big egos just good work and and we we're all very excited about the script there was no tension it was very easy um, and also the script allows for that as well there's that you know whilst also being partly investigative and having a sense of jeopardy there are lots of light moments in this uh, series despite the tragedies that i think are really well balanced that's very true actually isn't it because i mean i know throughout the series you have your story which runs sort of throughout all the episodes but then within each episode you do have there'll always be another mini story as well which she is kind of part investigator but also part diplomat as well there's still those comedic moments did you find yourself laughing a lot despite the the serious nature of some of the things that are included over the episodes yeah, for sure. I mean, there were, it's the lightness, really, that sort of brings out a lot of the emotion, in, certainly in Colin's story. And it's switching between the two that, that just really, as a viewer, I think you're probably, you're, you're never quite sure what's going to happen next or who he's going to meet. There's a lovely, some lovely scenes that are really unexpected. And I think they've managed to sort of capture that essence of what it's like to be abroad. And, you know, you're in a sort of foreign country and regardless of the circumstances, you're out of your comfort zone. You know, certainly with Colin, there's he's got a lot to deal with and a lot to try and navigate and understand. But the situations that he's put in get us to sort of engage with that story in a very, very different and unfamiliar way because he's in a foreign country as well. And I think he comes into contact with mainly 
Brits abroad, but also having to deal with the Spanish police and the the consulate and other characters that just make it much more interesting and rich uh, as a viewer and not what we're used to. What do you think it is about The Diplomat that will keep <laughs> people coming back for more each week? I think it's it will be that element that the familiarity um the fantastic landscape that sort of just draws you in and the great storylines there's lots of sort of apocryphal <laughs> stories you know that happen but also this thread the colin you know my character story grounds it very much in there's a big sort of broken heart um that runs through and the relationships that are made en route throughout the series, you really want to know how this ends up because it does go quite wild as we go through the episodes. The levels of, I don't want to give too much away, but um, <laughs> it gets very exciting. So I think people will be drawn to know how this is resolved. And they can't wait for those episodes to unfold. Um, tell me, what's your plan B? Without doubt, a writer. I, I think that if you have a means to the, the source, then you can really um, shape the stories. I envy people who have that skill and I would spend all my time sitting in some country house somewhere, smoking jetons and, you know, drinking coffee and writing novels. That would be my dream. Probably telling the untold stories that from history, the unsung heroes, I'd be telling those stories or stories inspired by those characters. So, yeah, that would be my dream. Maybe I'll um, achieve that. Sounds yeah. like a nice retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I'm too old to get up and run around uh, TV sets, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what's made you sad, mad and glad this week? Sad. Sometimes I go on, um, I read um, some of the stuff on Twitter. That makes me very sad. The lack of empathy for um, other people's opinions. What's made me mad has been some of the corruption that's going on in our government. And what's made me glad has been the solidarity around the strikes. Um, people standing up for themselves and trying to create change, positive change. You know, it's all fair and well, us saying how important these people are to our infrastructure and to society, particularly during the COVID pandemic. We were all very supportive of our nurses and our teachers, but they also need to be uh, supported and able to, you know, run their lives. The idea that some of them are not being able to support themselves, according to inflation, is just appalling. And so, yeah. That it makes me glad that, that, that they've all come out today and they are striking in solidarity, in support of each other. Tell me, what are you watching right now? Just finished watching The Crown, which feels like a bit of a guilty pleasure. But um, yeah, it's wonderful performances in that, telling the story of the last 10 years of the royal family. Very interesting. And uh, not a lot else, actually. <laughs> well, tell me what you're reading right now. The moment I'm reading quite a few sort of dense history books, but I've just finished reading. Um, in terms of novels, I read a, a book um, called The Last Word by Hanif Qureshi, and I'm reading his newsletter at the moment as he is um, sadly in a hospital in Rome recovering from an accident. 
but he's writing a blog every day and that's very interesting and I encourage people to get on that and learn about what's happening with him but yeah he's a wonderful writer but he's having to um, dictate his letters through his family because he's paralyzed but he's just a brilliant writer and and, and, I, and I love his his books um, and then the rest of it is all, all sort of, you know, history stuff. I'm, I'm reading about the um, history of Moreau, which was the other end of uh, the Nile Valley to Egypt. And um, so it's all sort of second century. And I'm reading about one called Armani Rainus, who held Augustus Caesar to a truce. Um, a little known story about Kush and Nubia. So, yeah, that's what's taking up most of my time and a lot of African history. And while you're reading all those books, do you have any time to listen to anything? What are you listening to right now? I I tend to switch between um, quite a few different podcasts. I do love all the Malcolm Gladwell stuff, but the guy I listen to most of the time is um, a guy called Sam Harris, who has a podcast called Making Sense, which is I find intellectually stimulating the conversations on there are usually very interesting and yeah this american life a lot of american stuff american podcasts i don't know why i've never really gotten into joe rogan everybody talks about joe rogan's podcast but maybe he's a bit of a controversial character i don't know also there was another thing that i just um off the agenda and that's a guy called edmund danso is uh the sort of brains behind that particular podcast and so yeah that's quite interesting sort of behind the scenes really interesting people on there um, actors politicians um, and a lot of um, black British guests and the nature of the um, interviews are to inspire the next generation and so I just think that that's a really good thing to be involved in because you know access to the stepping stones to how one sort of moves forward into the industries that people have found success in it's good to pass on those skills to the next generation. So, yeah. Lots of stuff to listen to. I might have to get into some of those. Tell me, what was the last thing that you saw on stage? Um, the last thing I saw on stage was a very good play at the e Old Vic. And I can't remember the name of it, but it was very good. Um, it was all about sort of some of the politics that's happening around... That was the last thing I saw, and I can't remember what it was called. So I'm looking <laughs> it up as we speak. But yeah, I think the old Vic Theatre is, yeah, it seems to be very cutting edge. Some of the plays I saw the 49th, which was uh, about what would happen if Trump was um, elected again. That was a very good play, some fantastic performances in that. Oh, I saw um, a number with Papa Asadiu. So yeah, it's been a while since I've been to the theatre, but I'm hoping to go and see more because it certainly needs our support. I know that the fellow at the Nationals very, uh, has been very popular. Mm -hmm. Have you been to see that? No, I haven't. But again, there's a few things I want to see. Like I want to see Beverly Knight. I think it's oh, one of the yeah. old Vic and Sylvia. Yeah, yeah. I really want right. to see that. Press night. But, yeah. I, but, but, but I wasn't able to go. But yeah, I'm hoping to see that too. What was the last thing you saw? Last thing I saw on stage actually was the pantomime at the Hackney Empire uh, oh, just before Christmas with my daughter. Yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, <laughs> Loved it. Panto has a special place in my heart. I went to see um, Anne Juliet and I'm not really, I don't normally go and see musicals, but my daughter is um, really into musicals. So we took her and a friend for her birthday. And I was actually pleasantly surprised at how they've managed, because, you know, I'm a big Shakespeare 
fan as well having worked mm-hmm. my early career was all at the globe and the national and with cheat by jail doing shakespeare play and i just loved the way that they brought all of these different elements of his story and his writing and himself and his wife into this kind of story and and sort of reimagined romeo and juliet from another perspective um which very much kind of spoke to our times i thought that was very clever and I also saw a brilliant production of Midsummer Night's Dream. It's all coming back now. Um, <laughs> Intermission Youth, who are a fantastic company, who also do brilliant reimaginings of Shakespeare's plays. And they did Midsummer Night's Dream at the Chelsea Theatre um, some time ago. And they're probably going to do it again in, uh, in near Christmas time at the Arcola. So if you get a chance to see that, Intermission Youth and their MSDN or MSND. Someone like stream, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and that that is you know everything that they do. They did a fantastic Othello not so long ago, and and, and prior to that they did a, a, a Romeo and Juliet. As I think is of Shakespeare's time, you know, this reinventing language, they bring in sort of the language of now and sort of infuse that into Shakespeare's language. And the themes are always very pertinent to our times. What's very annoying is often when you see a play being performed and you think, why are they doing this now? We're just doing this for the sake of it. It's always relevant. Now tell me, Danny, what is on your bucket list? I'm terrified of heights, but I would one day... <laughs> I'm slightly I'm even scared as I say this um I would one day like to um jump out of a plane in in a parachute just to just to say that I've done it because it's the one thing I think that I would be too scared to do you know anything to do with heights really you know climb Everest (laughs) I have flown in a small aircraft and landed it myself for my um stag do uh, my friends organized that for me and uh, knowing that I was terrified of heights and knowing that it would be awful for me and the pilot even did a loop the loop and I, I'll, I'll never forget that but you know I made it back down to land it was an experience that actually uh, I, I will never forget <laughs> you know it's every every kid's dream isn't it to be able to fly I don't know about flying a plane myself that's pretty brave so you, well done. Are you scared of heights as well I'm not scared of heights. I don't fully trust planes, even though I go on them all the time. Just yeah. never quite sure, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does this work? How does it actually work? Yeah. Yeah, try not to think about that too much. But yeah, yeah, it could never be me. So well done to you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you the opportunity to celebrate someone else. Who do you really rate right now? First person that came to mind was Michaela, Michaela Cole. I think she's just fantastic the work that she produces and the way that she is very vocal about her experiences very honest and vocal you know that can be inspiring and releasing for 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 other people that might be experiencing those things she speaks very well on issues that are very important to a lot of women and I think at some personal cost as well and I think that's she's very brave in the way she goes about that so um yeah I, I love her work. I have to agree with you on that one. And finally, celebrate yourself. Tell us something to make us really proud of you, apart from flying and landing the plane. Something, <laughs> something that makes you proud of me. Uh-huh. Um, God, that's a hard one. I guess being a parent, I'm, 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 I'm doing my very best to, to raise four beautiful children with my other half so yeah that's what something that makes me proud so I hope it makes other people proud absolutely just remind us again 
The Diplomat, when it's on, where can we watch it and remind us of your social media so we can stalk you? Oh, <laughs> remember, I'm such an old man when it comes to all of this stuff, but I'm doing my best. In fact, I posted a picture the other day and um, I got a message back saying, why have you chopped your head off? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the level of my uh, technical skills. Um, but um, it's Danny.Sapani, and, and I think that links you to everything. And The Diplomat will be on 28th of February Alibi. on Alibi. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, Danny. It's a pleasure to meet you.